0: Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. ...week weather maker for today. Later, mostly cloudy. Again, the possibility of a sprinkle even for the afternoon. High temperature just under 50 degrees. Delightful for Thursday. Partly to mostly sunny around 55 degrees during the afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center.
1: Right now, we are, you are, I'm awake. You're waking up to 38 degrees in our nation's capital. I think I'm awake. 359 on WTOP. Good morning.
2: You're listening to WTOP.
0: Washington's news, traffic, and weather station.
2: WTOP News. Facts matter.
1: And a good Wednesday morning, January 31st. Glad you're with us. Coming up this morning on WTOP for you. Don Angelos has agreed, apparently, to sell the Baltimore Orioles.
2: We're hearing about the people shot in a string of carjackings and shootings. I'm Scott Gelman. What's driving D.C. gun
1: violence? Number one reason is personal disputes. I'm Nick Einelli. The Homeland Security Secretary faces impeachment in the full house. Why
0: Montgomery County will have to begin the search for a new police chief. I'm Kate Ryan.
3: It's 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm
2: Christopher Cruz. A late night hearing of a House committee has produced an historic vote against a member of the President's Cabinet. CBS's Nicole Killian has details.
0: The head of the House Homeland Security Committee said Republicans had no other choice but to bring forth articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, claiming a dereliction of duty at the U.S.-Mexico border. The articles include willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law and breach of
2: public trust. A full House vote is expected in the coming days. We're learning more about the drone attack in Jordan over the weekend that killed three American soldiers. Here, CBS's David Martin.
4: The U.S. military is rushing additional air defenses to that base in Jordan, which officials acknowledge had not been as well protected against drone attack as American troop locations across the border in Iraq and Syria. Sunday was the first time the outpost, known as Tower 22, had been attacked. The drone came in low and slow shortly after parts of the air defense system had been taken offline to allow a returning American drone to land safely.
2: President Biden told reporters yesterday he has decided how the U.S. will respond to the attack, which a group of Iran-linked militants is now claiming responsibility for. An atmospheric river will move into California this week, bringing back-to-back storms. KION-TV reporter Natalie Gutierrez says officials are getting ready for heavy rain and
3: possible flooding.
0: Santa Cruz County says that they're preparing for the storm.
3: Do A lot more preventative and preparedness communication with the public.
0: The alert warning communication tool is called CruiseAware and notifies people about weather related events.
3: Through that communication platform we're able to message out.
0: The county says they're clearing culverts and have been working on the creek channels to make sure they're clear of debris.
2: The Federal Reserve is expected to wrap up its two-day policy meeting today by leaving short-term interest rates at their current level. Here's CBS news business analyst Jill Schlesinger.
0: The Fed is trying to balance its goal of bringing down inflation without cooling down the economy too much. The Fed is seeking confirmation that inflation is thoroughly contained before they start cutting rates. Come on,
2: There's been a lot of buzz over Sesame Street's Elmo on social media the past few days. On X, Elmo asked, how is everybody doing? The post got a huge response, including from some folks who said they weren't doing so well. They said they're sad or they're depressed. The account then posted links to mental health resources and said Elmo has learned that it's important to ask a friend how they're doing. This is CBS News.
3: Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance.
5: Stomach cancer is often misdiagnosed as acid reflux, indigestion, or an ulcer. Because of this, most stomach cancers are found in late stages when there are little to no options left for treatment. I'm not a health care provider, just a young mother who lost her husband to this cruel disease. If you or a loved one is experiencing persistent symptoms that can be really common, such as heartburn, having trouble swallowing or indigestion, you should seek help with a gastroenterologist as soon as possible. You can also contact no stomachforcancer.org for more information.
1: WTOP at 403. <laughs> Wednesday morning midweek, last day of this month, January 31st, 2024. It'll be partly to mostly cloudy. Mild today. Veronica says the high should reach about 48 degrees. You're waking up to 37 in Washington right now. (music) good Wednesday morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. We begin the ride this morning... With Mike Gill, the first person shot in a violent rampage locally that stretched from D.C. to Prince George's County started on Monday night. Now we're hearing here at WTOP from a friend of his this morning. I
4: have been and continue to be just almost speechless about it.
1: That's how Michael Bennett felt when he heard his friend and former colleague
2: Mike Gill had been shot. They worked together on the D.C. Board of Elections for six years. Police say Gill was shot near 9th and K Streets just before 6 o'clock Monday
1: night.
4: It's just such a senseless act and such a situation i mean i just his his family my heart bleeds for his family a family spokeswoman is identifying gill as the victim of the shooting dc police say a suspect got into a parked car and shot gill
2: he got out and collapsed on the sidewalk
4: it makes you feel really vulnerable
1: and frightened scott gelman wtop news DC police tell wtop this morning Gil is still listed in very critical condition this hour. We're also learning more this morning about the victim who was shot and killed during Monday night's rampage. D.C. police say the suspect carjacked 35-year-old Alberto Vasquez Jr. and his girlfriend on N Street in Northeast. Even though Vasquez gave the suspect the keys to the car, the suspect still shot him. Vasquez was taken to a local hospital where he later died. NBC4 spoke with Vasquez's parents, Jacob and Antoinette Walker.
5: You just kill him over a car? What can you do with a car? Like you can't go anywhere with that. This doesn't make much sense. That like is it's senseless. He would never hurt anyone. He was the most charismatic funny party. Yeah. Like he was he was the life of the party. Vasquez
1: guy's leaves behind two young daughters. Wednesday morning on WTOP. We know in recent years, gun violence locally, specifically in D.C. has been on a steep rise. New Report out this week looks at why some of that is happening and who is most impacted by it.
0: We're seeing this gun violence really focused on black males. About
1: 95% of victims and suspects in D.C. homicides are black, despite black residents comprising only 46% of the city's overall population. And victims and suspects are primarily between the ages of 18 and 34. That's from a new report released by the Criminal Justice Coordinating Council, an independent D.C. agency that identifies public safety challenges. Executive Director Christy Love says personal disputes play a key role.
0: It can be a dispute over a young woman that maybe two men happen to have the same interest in.
1: Another major factor driving gun violence? Inflammatory music videos and social media posts between rival neighborhood groups. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. WTOP news time now 4:06. A carjacking crisis among young people in the region center stage at Prince George's County in a council meeting on Tuesday night. Where we found WTOP's own Dick Iuliano.
5: Carjackings 2023. We're investigating 508 cases. Police Chief Malakazi says more than half those arrested for carjackings are juveniles. Every single year, our juvenile arrests have escalated more than the year before. He says juvenile crime calls for more mental health services which must also reach families. Councilmember Eric Olson told the police chief he was nearly carjacked recently. And Councilmember Crystal Oreata said she and her mom were driving home last week when they were followed.
0: Luckily, we noticed it, and I had to call my fiancé to ask him to come meet us so that he could trail us home.
1: Dick Ulliano, WTOP News. WTOP at 407. He's been on the job for 38 years. Now, he's apparently decided that's enough. Montgomery County's police chief will be retiring, we're told, come this summer. In
0: his statement, Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones said simply, the time is right. He'll retire effective July 1st. Jones has been with the County Police Department since 1985 and was tapped to lead the county force in 2019, stepping into the job during unprecedented times, according to County Executive Mark Elrich. Elrich says Jones has led with empathy and respect while constantly adapting to new police training, tactics, and technology. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. And
1: we remind you, we've heard here at WTOP and learned this week, the Alexandria Police Chief Don Hayes is leaving that job to join the federal government. Good Wednesday morning. It is January 31st. Thanks for starting your day with us. Time now is 4.08 in the morning. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. The good weather on the 8s and when it breaks, over to Ken Berger first in the WTOP Traffic Center
5: this morning. Thank you, Dean. On southbound uh, 395 at the 14th Street Bridge, watch out for the broken down vehicle in the right lane. Move over to the left. But the maintenance operations on southbound 395 at the 14th Street Bridge have been cleared. There was also maintenance operations southbound 395 starting north of Seminary Road all the way to the interchange. All of that has cleared. However, northbound 395 to south of Virginia 7 heading up to Duke Street. Traffic engineering operations, the center lane and right lane closed on the northbound side. Westbound 66 after the Roslyn Tunnel, right lane and right shoulder blocked. Then westbound 66 on the approach to Spout Run Parkway. It's the left lane and left shoulder closed. But at the Roosevelt Bridge, you had maintenance operations affecting the right lane both directions. All of that work has been cleared. Westbound 66 right at the Beltway. The road widening work has been cleared. However, you still have work going on. This is going to affect the ramps from the express lanes uh, to, uh, I should say, the Outerloo Express lanes to both the express lanes of 66 westbound and the main lanes of 66 westbound. There's still work going on blocking that ramp at the Bay Bridge. The eastbound span still shut down. 2 A operations remain in place on the westbound span. Go electric to Fitzway looking for an electric car. Try the new Subaru, Solterra, Hyundai, Ioniq or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at Fitzmall.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic.
0: This morning, temperatures between 34 and 40 degrees. That's safely above freezing with overcast skies. So even though there might be a flurry or two around the area, it's going to be melting on its journey down. It's mostly scattered sprinkles for us and accumulating snow fall would be far west of I-81 and the highest of elevations above 2,000 feet. Meanwhile later today your Wednesday afternoon partly to mostly cloudy 45 to 49 degrees coming your way. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center.
1: You're waking up to 37 degrees in our nation's capital brought to you in the 4 a.m. hour Wednesday morning January 31st on WTLP by Longfence. Save 25% on long fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 411.
4: I'm going to check your money news with Jeff this morning on TOP. Consumer confidence rose to the highest level in two years this month. The University of Michigan survey finds more caution about spending, though. The number of unfilled jobs rose to 9 million last month. The number of Americans who quit a job fell to a three-year low. Detroit, the most inexpensive big city housing market, is now seeing the fastest rise in prices, up more than 8% from a year ago. Another record close to the Dow Tuesday, up 134 points. Jeff Clayball. WTOP News.
1: Asian stocks finished mainly lower. The Kaspi down two points. The Hang Seng is down 218. The Shanghai is off 42, though the Nikkei finished up by 221 points. Good morning. Glad you're with us. 411 on WTOP. Welcome in.
3: Inflation is still running hot, while investment returns have cooled. Is your financial plan primed for this current reality? I'm Simon Hamilton with The Wise Investor Show. Every week, we discuss the latest financial trends and what investors need to know. To learn more about the impact of higher prices and how to become a better informed wise investor, listen to The Wise Investor Show at RaymondJames.com forward slash The Wise Investor Group, or just find us on your favorite podcast app. And
0: on that morning when WTOP and Dean Lane. Show your love this
3: Valentine's with exquisite fashion jewelry from Diamonds Direct and save an extra 20%. Now through Valentine's, all fashion favorites at Diamonds Direct are on sale. All earrings, all bracelets, all necklaces, stackable bands, colored gemstone jewelry, and more. Lots of romantic and timeless gifts for under $500. Special financing available too. Don't miss this. An extra 20% savings on all fashion jewelry favorites at Diamonds Direct. Shop in store or online at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion
1: last day of the month, a good Wednesday morning, midweek, January 31st. Welcome in. If you're just joining us, glad you're with us. Partly to mostly cloudy. Another mild day. Veronica says the high should be around 48 before we're done on this Wednesday midweek. You're waking up to 37 degrees in Washington right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. Glad you're in with this time. now was 413. Welcome.
2: You're listening to WTOP News.
0: President's intent was to stay in power at
4: all costs. This election was stolen. I flat out said, I swore an oath. I'm not going to break it.
0: They put their faith in Donald Trump, and he deceived them.
4: I don't think, by any large stretch, can you characterize it as bipartisan.
1: A sample this morning of a new frontline documentary called Democracy on Trial. It's airing right now on PBS and locally on TV26, and it serves as a thorough review, we're told, about how former President Donald J. Trump will be heading to an election interference trial here in D.C. on March 4th or sometime later. The film features a key quote from Trump ally Rudy Giuliani during his unsuccessful struggle at the time to show the election had been stolen from Donald Trump in 2020. Giuliani tells an Arizona elected official, we have a lot of theories, we don't have any evidence. The new documentary is written, produced, and directed by Michael Kirk, who joined WTOP's Dimitri Sotis to say that line from Giuliani is now part of the upcoming federal trial in this case.
4: It is in the uh, indictment from uh, Special Counsel uh, uh, Jack Smith, it is a phrase that Lives in infamy in lots of ways for Mayor Giuliani to say such a thing to an elected official in Arizona as he's attempting to get him to throw out the electors for Joe Biden and impose new ones. A moment where suddenly the scales drop from your eyes. You can imagine what that must have been like. It's an astonishing thing to say, but uh, uh, many astonishing things were said uh, during those months when uh, the stop to movement was in full blast before right before January sixth. To the best of your understanding, how are Donald Trump's lawyers planning to fight back against these allegations and this evidence? We found a very good one of his former attorneys in his impeachment case, Robert Ray, who's very, very interesting in making the counter arguments. It's not as easy as it might have been to bring quote unquote evidence into the January sixth hearings and have witnesses talk. Rules of evidence that apply in the courtroom are are going to be very different and maybe very stringent about his freedom of speech uh, because he's president of the United States, about utter immunity from any potentially criminal acts a president could make. Those kinds of arguments will be made in the trial and are made in the film so that people will understand where the Trump defense is coming from. And it's, while maybe not definitive, it is intriguing and interesting to hear. And I think worth spending time in the film coming to an understanding of what it is that Trump's team is arguing. While the polls may be shifting a little bit and the economic situation may be improving for Joe Biden as he runs for re-election, we have seen poll after poll showing Donald Trump in the lead for now. Despite the threat to our democracy, some people either don't seem to care or it doesn't interest them. What does interest them is their faith in this man winning the White House again. It's 70 million to 70 million right now, for all I can tell. The country is deeply divided as it has been for many, many years now. It's a lot closer race than I think a lot of people thought. And I think the fact that you've got this trial happening right in the middle of it, a former president of the United States charged with criminal behavior on trial, he could be convicted and still win the presidency. And then some people told us after winning the presidency, he can pardon himself he can call the justice department and say and his his own attorney general and say turn the spigot off on that case in washington there's so many uh, directions this could go and his stalwart supporters are there with him uh, every step of the way and what remains to be seen is if he is convicted will that 70 million or so number of voters uh, stay the same or will it diminish? It's something that history holds no precedent for and that we will all watch happen over the next eight or nine months.
1: Michael Kirk, producer of PBS's frontline documentary, Democracy on Trial, airing now. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com.
4: SavedByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council.
0: You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. How many times will you risk that dangerous climb in and out of the bathtub this new year? It's a smart resolution to convert that unsafe, ugly old bathtub to a gorgeous new shower. The shower system from PJ Fitzpatrick features a low, low entry that means no more tub hopping for 2024. A PJ Fitzpatrick shower is luxurious, affordable, and it all installs in just one day. Plus, PJ Fitzpatrick will include a free designer safety package this month. Visit TrustPJ.com for your free design consultation.
1: And Wednesday morning, January 31st, time now is 418. Checking out with Kim
5: Berger in the WTLP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Starting at the Bay Bridge, they have ended two-way operations on the westbound span. All lanes are now open. The usual configuration in place. Three lanes west, two lanes east. No delays in either direction. In Arlington, broken down vehicle blocks the right lane, southbound 395 at the 14th Street Bridge. Traffic getting by to the left without difficulty. Had some maintenance work on the 14th Street Bridge. That has all been cleared. Also in 95 had multiple work zones still active. They've been cleared, including northbound 95 in the Absco Just after Dale Boulevard. The exit ramp blocked for bridge work, and then on northbound 95 afterdale Boulevard, two right lanes closed. All of that has been cleared, and the ongoing maintenance operations on southbound 95, south of Quantico Triangle. Likewise, that has been cleared. However, the Outloop Express Lane exit ramps to both westbound 66, the main lanes, and the express lanes, that remains blocked, and the loop at the American Legion Bridge maintenance work with the right lane blocked. In Montgomery County, had the work zone going on on northbound 355 from central avenue to rosemont avenue that work has been cleared all lanes are open however on the westbound side of 200 the intercounty connector to the left lanes remain closed because of the work zone just after new hampshire avenue Otherwise, in uh, Prince George's County, Beltway Outer Loop at Pennsylvania Avenue, the right lane blocked again on the outer loop, on the inner loop over by the bridge over the Amtrak lane, south of 450, single left lane closure remains in place. That's going to be a nightly overnight work zone. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP traffic. Chance of a
0: scattered sprinkle this morning, and even through the day, will keep that chance going. Now temperatures this morning starting out between 34 and 40 degrees, so we're safely above freezing. Later today, on forecast a high temperature just shy of 50 degrees again plenty of clouds on thursday we're partly to mostly sunny beautiful day and plenty mild around 55 degrees during the afternoon i'm seven news chief meteorologist veronica johnson in the first alert weather center you're
1: waking up to 30s for the most part around the region this early 4 a.m hour wednesday morning midweek january 31st 36 it is right now in manassas 39 metro center 36 as well frederick maryland we're at 37 and holding In our nation's capital, brought to you this morning by Dulles Glass. For all your glass mirror and shower door needs, visit DullesGlass.com. Dulles Glass, love your glass. Good morning, welcome in, 421 on WTOP.
3: Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. When we were growing up, my two brothers and I just loved our Uncle Ted. He was like a really cool big brother who always brought around the best toys and took us to the best places and with whom we always had the most fun. It was odd, though, when we got older to realize he wasn't nearly as outgoing and adventurous with other adults. I found out much later that this might have had something to do with the ostomy bag he wore ever since he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease as a teenager and had part of his lower intestine removed. Theodor Skalnik, my Uncle Ted, died last year at the age of 80, never having once mentioned his illness to me or my brothers. He left a large bequest to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation to help fund better treatments for these diseases and also to help other people, old and young, seek and get help for the situation that he was never able to talk about. Don't feel you need to hide your Crohn's or colitis. Go to spillyourguts.org, To learn more about the treatments available and even find a specialist, that's spillyourguts.org.
1: January 31st, welcome in Wednesday morning midweek. Glad you're with us. 422 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Let's turn to the world of sports this morning on WTOP. The Baltimore Orioles, as we've been telling you on T.O.P., are reportedly being sold. Multiple news outlets are reporting this week that the team is being sold to a group led by private equity billionaires David Rubenstein and Mike Arragetti. Rubenstein is at the head of an investment group that includes, apparently, Orioles legend Cal Ripken, Jr. This morning, Baltimore Banner reporter Pamela Wood says this ownership change is something many fans have wanted for quite a long time.
5: Peter Angelos wasn't always popular as the owner. He still is the owner, but he has been in charge for several years as his health has failed him. And his son, John Angelos, has taken charge. John has really left the baseball to the baseball people and helped engineer. uh, You know, there were some very dark years for the Orioles, but they they turned it around last year, made the playoffs very exciting. But even so, fans have been calling for a long time for the Angelos family to sell, and it looks like they are getting their wish.
1: The deal estimated this morning to be around $1.7 billion. A Democrat-controlled committee in Virginia's Senate has voted this week against approving Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's pick to lead the state's parole board. The Privileges and Elections Committee offering no explanation, apparently, when voting to remove Patricia West's name from a resolution containing a long list of appointees requiring General Assembly approval. That resolution now moves to the full Senate, where Democrats have a narrow majority right now. An attempt could be made to restore West to the list of appointees. Youngkin announced West's appointment back in the fall in September. man was found shot inside a car at DuPont Circle in Northwest DC. D.C. police say it happened around 4 p.m. in the afternoon Tuesday yesterday at the intersection of Connecticut Avenue and Q Street near the north entrance of the Circle Metro station. The victim was conscious and breathing at the time as he was taken to the hospital. It's unknown what led up to that shooting at this time.
0: We don't have any of that information right now. The detectives are going through video footage trying to figure that out. So if anyone has any of that information, please give us a call or text us.
1: D.C. Police Commander Nikki Labanhouse this morning. Stay with us for more information as it comes in on that developing story here at WTOP. To the world of entertainment this morning, a new documentary will apparently show how a legendary singer has been coping with a debilitating diagnosis.
0: Amazon MGM just scored the rights to Celine Dion's story. A new documentary will focus on her life, legacy, and battle with a rare neurological condition known as stiff person syndrome. This is what's been causing all of the spasms that I've been having. It affects one in every one million people. Sometimes causing difficulties when I walk and not allowing me to use My vocal cords. The singer says she hopes the documentary raises awareness and helps others when it eventually premieres on Prime. Monica Ricks, CBS News.
1: You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at
2: 25 and
1: 55. WTOP Sports Time is now 425. Let's get an update now from Rob this early Wednesday morning right here on WTOP
2: two college basketball games of local interest went the other way. George Washington shot just 32% and made only 5 of 29 from three-point range in an 83-61 loss to number 21 Dayton, the Revs' fourth straight defeat. VCU lost a 67-62 Heartbreaker at St. Bonaventure, blowing a 20-point lead and missing multiple tries for the game, tying three at the end. The loss sends a five-game win streak overall, and their Division One best 11 straight wins in true road games. A pair of top Five upsets. Third ranked North Carolina lost
4: their first conference game to Georgia Tech in the final seconds, and number five Tennessee stunned by.